It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joined by Lindsey Crosby. How are you, my friend? I am doing well, Zach. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Some exciting news happened Friday with Auburn getting a, a transfer. And then we're recording this Sunday evening. Earlier today, Auburn baseball wins a very important series, keeping them alive. We may make it to Hoover after all. We control our own destiny, and really that's all you can hope for at this point in the season. Yeah, with the way things have fallen. control your destiny. Goodness gracious. So we'll talk about baseball towards the end of this. Finally, a positive spin on that. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've had that. But let's start with uh, let's start with the big news. This happened Friday, around midday on Friday. Auburn lands another transfer. Southeast Missouri State Safety by Darius Knighton. He committed Friday. And the interesting thing here is he was offered just two days before. And then ultimately, you know, obviously two days after the offer, he chose to go to Auburn. But this is a guy that played all over the field at Southeast Missouri State, played safety and played nickel, uh, primarily was in the middle of the field. Sometimes they had him in the flats based on kind of how they lined up. But seems like he can cover a lot of ground. The biggest knock against him, other than you know the level of competition that he was playing at, is he's six foot, 200 pounds. And that's not very big, and that's not very tall, for uh, for SEC defensive back, so that's going to be the that's the obvious knock against them are those two things. Yeah, it's a really interesting kind of just how this worked. He entered the portal early in the month. We offered him a scholarship. He accepted it very quickly, and you know he said that that we were close to his family, and that's why he wanted to come here. He's from some place called Tunica, Mississippi, which according to my research is very close to Memphis. Um, but there's there's a couple schools between here and Tunica, Mississippi, you know, that are, that are closer. Mississippi State, Alabama, Vandy's closer. So I kind of wonder what was the motivation to come here. Yeah, and I'm trying to look to see what other offers he had. If 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 some of those were were schools that were pursuing him, but I, so, I can't I can't tell. Mississippi State supposedly did offer him. Uh, Kansas State, Louisville, Purdue, and Utah were the ones he already had offers from when he took our offer. So he, he knew he was going to be good enough to play at the next level, and so that's that's exciting. The, the thing that's tough about these, and you know, I love it whenever Auburn gets a new player, especially you know, a transfer, because you're able to, to actually go and watch tape like Drayshawn Miller. You were able to pull up Drayshawn Miller tape and actually watch him, and watch him ball out at West Virginia. Eku Leota, a little tougher because Northwestern didn't play him a whole lot, but you could actually watch Northwestern games on YouTube and uh, you know some of the stuff that's logged on ESPN. You couldn't really find any tape on this guy whatsoever other than highlights. I mean, Southeast Missouri State games just aren't readily available on YouTube. So... All the things that you watch about by Darius Knighton are going to be very, very impressive because they're going to be highlight tapes. 
And there was a lot of stuff from his sophomore year. He was very, very impressive. That was kind of his coming out year based on what I've been able to see. And I've seen some stuff from this past season where he was able to be really, really impressive. And I mean, even contributing on special teams, like he returned a, a PAT back for a touchdown, which is, or I guess it would be two points in that scenario. But I mean, he, he did everything for this team. And that's, that's exciting because you've got to be a top guy at that level to be a contributor at this level. And I think he will be. I just don't know exactly how good he is because his highlights are impressive but like they're not going to show him, you know, giving up a four-yard pass on an out route on second and six. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the stuff I would like to see. But we're just not going to be able to unless somebody has access to Southeast Missouri State game tape. And if you do, please reach out to me. I'd love to watch it. But I, I just I, I don't think that's we're not really going to get anything else. Yeah, the the big takeaway here is just because he's now the most experienced safety alongside Smoke Monday does not mean he's penciled in as a starter. Like, Ladarius Tennyson looked good in the spring. We've got Nehemiah Pritchett back there. We've got a lot of other guys who can play. Obviously, Derek Mason thinks he can fill some sort of role. Mm -hmm. uh, I, think, I think a big part of this was probably we just lost Chris Thompson Jr. Right. And this is a little bit of a of a, I'm not going to say complete reactionary move to that, but I definitely feel this that probably motivated this a bit. We had plans for him this season. He's now not there. We wanted to find somebody who could come in, fill that specific role for this year while not disrupting the development and the recruitment of some of these younger players. Right. Uh, but yeah, we, we just have to remember, obviously, he's not automatically a starter. As the room stands now, never mind if we sign Donovan Kaufman like some of us think we will next week. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into Kaufman in just a moment. But the current snapshot, snapshot, excuse me, the current snapshot of what this team looks like from the safety and nickel position, you've got Bideri Stein and Smoke Monday as seniors. Then you've got Nehemiah Pritchett, who's also an upperclassman. And those three guys, I do not believe, will be on the roster next year. I think, I mean... Bradarius Knight and Smoke Monday will will be out of el well, I don't think Smoke will actually be out of eligibility, but I assume he will go to the NFL. Knight will be out of eligibility at the end of the season, and then I think Pritchett is going to go test the NBA or the NBA the NFL waters uh, after after this season as well. So I think when you look at it, okay, you've got Ladarius Tennyson, Zion Puckett, Amar Amari Harvey, Caden Bridges, and Juwan Gaston are going to be guys that you could have. You could have uh, going into 2022. So, I mean, this is a stopgap guy. And you talked about that when we were um, before we started recording, Lindsay. But I think this is just a glimpse of how impactful the transfer portal is going to be every single offseason moving forward. Now, if you add Donovan Kaufman, I think it changes things because his one-time free transfer is up and you get some stability to kind of bridge the gap from you know this era of Auburn safeties to the next one that will be led by Donovan Kaufman opposed to Smoke Monday. But it's just a, it's an interesting conversation because, man, after this season, if it stays the way it currently is, then it doesn't sound like it's going to. But if it does, if Kaufman goes to Texas or somewhere else, all of a sudden you're looking at it and it's like, man, Auburn's going to have no experience outside of Ladarius Tennyson unless Zion Puckett just plays a lot more this season than he did the previous seasons. But it's just an interesting situation, and the dynamic has totally changed for roster management, and we're seeing parts of that here. 
you guys touched on this last week, but definitely getting somebody who's already burned that one-time transfer. like in, It's a big there's, deal. Yeah, it's big. And there's there's sometimes when I probably would rather have that than to bring a true freshman out of high school. Me too. You know, it's roster management-wise, you have a stability. He's not just going to up and leave right away because he has to obviously sit out a year if he does. They've had a year in a SEC weight room. They've hopefully had some experience playing on the field. And so if, if for some reason, you know, and again, we'll talk about this later, if for some reason Kaufman doesn't sign, I expect us to continue going in the portal to find another one of those guys who's already, who's using that one year of eligibility or that one year, that one free transfer already just to have some, some future depth for the next two, three years in that room. Hypothetical here. Let's say Kaufman does come in and we'll talk about Kaufman announcing on Wednesday as well as another defender that Auburn may get soon, but if your starters are Kaufman and Monday at safety, and then you want to put Tennyson at the nickel, then what happens to Nehemiah Pritchett? Do you move him? Out? Nehemiah Pritchett's good enough. He deserves to start. And Ladarius Tennyson, I believe, is good enough and deserves to start. So do you move Pritchett back outside to corner? And then it's like, okay, well, what happens to poor like Jalen Simpson? And I get the whole, well, you just rotate them. I get that argument. But these guys want to start. Like, that is an important element of all of this. I know it doesn't really matter. It's going to be snap count and situation and all of that. But in this era of the transfer portal, if some Helladary Sennison doesn't start, if Kaufman comes in, or, heck, maybe Knighton's going to be spectacular when he comes in. I don't know. We'll see. But let's say they really like Bidarius Knighton, and he somehow starts in one of those safety spots. Or even the nickel spot over Pritchett. You have to then all of a sudden kind of start recruiting while they're on your team, Ladarius Tennyson. And that's weird to me. But you're going to have to do it, right? Or am I off on that? No, you're going to have to make sure that your guys are sticking around and you're not going to lose a guy to a transfer. Fat, I mean, it just, it's just a fascinating dynamic to me. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're right. My my hot take is, and I, people don't like to hear this at this point in time, and, you know, we just finished spring practice. My hot take is, in some way, it will resolve itself by the season. Somebody will get hurt. Somebody will not be effective. Somebody may, in fact, transfer out. Um, it's one something where... I think as a college coach right now, knowing that you have so many guys that can just at any time choose to leave and they're gone with virtually no penalty, they can transfer for free, mm-hmm. that you just pretty much have to make sure that you're constantly working to find depth, bring depth in, and keep the guys you have. Um, they're not going to bring somebody in that they don't think can play, but I think it's kind of like when you look at a baseball team and it's like, well, we've got six starting pitchers. All right, that'll figure itself out. <laughs> somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to be ineffective. You'll have your starting five. So I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen here. Worst case scenario, we have somebody in the fall who's a good player who's not getting enough playing time. That's a good problem to have. What's the alternative? You know, somebody leave and now we're shorthanded when one guy goes down. Right. No, you're, you're right. You're right. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Lindsay, baseball season is in full swing. You could have bet on you know, if Freddie Freeman was going to hit a grand slam or not. I'm sure that paid out huge. Um, but of course, you know the NHL playoffs are happening. 
Lindsay, I watched a few minutes of a hockey game over the weekend. Man, you really needed... You were really into the the options from betonline.ag, weren't you? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I guess, fortunately and unfortunately, I was uh, I was late on it. I didn't realize that was happening. I was like, oh, all right. So I was naturally pulling for the Bruins, but the Bruins lost. So like, I would have put money on the Bruins, but I was late on it. So kind of works out. But if I were to have placed money, it would have been super easy. Betonline.ag, head over to their website, make an account, and uh, with your first deposit, use that promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces, one word, locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, let's talk about Donovan Kaufman. He's announcing Wednesday. And Auburn has been the favorite throughout this whole process. I anticipate that they will get him. And we kind of already jumped on this topic a little bit, but is there going to be a chain reaction to this? Because I think if they get Kaufman, he will start at the other safety. And then the conversation then swirls around the nickel position where do you move Tennyson back to nickel? And then what do you do with Pritchett? Because I would rather Pritchett be on the field than Jalen Simpson. No offense to Jalen Simpson. I just, I'm really, really impressed with, with what Nehemiah Pritchett brings to the table. Yeah. And looking at the depth chart, like we just talked about, I think that there's definitely, especially in this new scheme, there's definitely an opportunity to have three safeties on the field mm-hmm. in certain situations. So we're going to find a way to get guys on the field. Right. But we're not going to get starting snaps to somebody. And if that's a situation, like you said, I mean, Ten- Tennyson needs to be on the field. Pritchett needs to be on the field. And taking the, the using the thought process of we'll take one of these safeties and bump them out to corner. Quarterback is just as congested as safety is as far as guys who are good who need starting time. Well, especially since we've turned the nickel position with Pritchett moving there. It's like, okay, that also could be a a corner. Because in the steel era, it's kind of been more of a safety. In the NFL, it's more of a corner. Now you're starting to see guys specifically be that middle-of-the-field player. But if we look at Auburn's schedule for 2021, it's like, okay, potentially a team where Auburn is going to be in a lot of pass sets. The Zips, I don't know about that with Akron. Alabama State, probably not. Penn State, possibly. Possibly. Georgia State, no. At LSU, I doubt it. I I don't see their passing attack being too lethal, but we'll see. Georgia, probably not. Arkansas, probably not. Ole Miss, sure. I'm okay with as many DBs on the field as possible against Lane Kiffin. At A&M, probably not. Versus Mississippi State, absolutely. At South Carolina, probably not. And against Alabama, you probably are. So, is that going to be enough to satisfy you know all of these guys? I, I don't know the answer to that. But it's something worth talking about. And I do think one of the things to think about as well is if you're taking playing time away from a guy, 
it probably should be somebody who has used their one-time transfer and can't leave. It's kind of like when you look at baseball and they're talking about that last guy on the roster. Who do you send down? You send down the guy who has options because you can bring him back. Same thing here. If you're going to, you know, if, if, yes, we think Kaufman's good enough to start, do we initially start off with somebody else in that role because we know it's harder for Kaufman to leave than somebody else? It gets back into this new era of roster management and how we deal with playing time for these guys. Yeah, and that's a great point. And also, like, I think it's easy to overlook how important spring is, especially with a new system like this. Mm-hmm. Now, Kaufman may be a little different. And heck, Kaufman may know this defense better than offense, better than offense spring, just because he played for Derek Mason before. So his situation may be a little bit different, but I mean, still, like, when you look at Bidarius coming in, Bidarius Knighton coming in, and it's like, okay, well, you didn't do spring, and you're not a long term answer to this. I, I just don't really fully get where he fits in on all these. So. I'd love to know what the conversations with Knighton looked like as far as what exactly he expects from this. Pinarius Knighton very much to me feels like an insurance policy. He very much feels like a, we have our plan, we're going to do it. Chris Thompson was going to have a smaller role this year, and then we were going to bring him and give him a bigger part of the of the duties going forward as he became an upperclassman. Yeah, he was going to be smoke next year. Exactly. Or in 2022, yeah. Well, now, if we're able to get Kaufman, Kaufman's going to do that job. Mm-hmm. Rydarius Knighton is here in case somebody gets hurt and goes down and misses significant time. If we lose smoke Monday for six weeks. Oh, don't even know, say if, that out loud. I know. If, we, you know if, if someone goes down, someone gets suspended, someone gets hurt, you know, Knighton's the insurance policy to come in because... He's the one that you have the least to lose by not playing him. Yeah. Yeah. Knighton, to me, looks a lot like Christian Tut, to me. Very good, close to the line of scrimmage. Will be able to consistently tackle in space. I think can cover in the flat. And moves really well laterally. But my issue with Tut was never anything athletically. It was, he always seemed to be a step behind. And we haven't been able to watch enough of Knighton because, like, obviously on his highlights, he wasn't a step behind. And like I said, we've only been able to see highlights of his tape. So this is so hard to know, like, we just can't watch enough to see, like, does he grasp the game? And does he grasp it at that level enough to translate to, you know, an SEC level? And it's just, like I said, it's impossible to know. If you somehow have access to tape on this, please send it to me. I would love to talk about him in a more detailed role, but I really can't. But in his highlights, he did a really good job of highlighting, uh, you know, high pointing the football. He did a really good job of making solid breaks while the ball was in the air. And I think he did a good job of being physical when he needed to be. And he played really, really good close to the line of scrimmage. But that's, I mean, those are highlights. So it's like, how much can you really, you know, dig into that? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. So, uh, another guy that I want to mention, Lindsey, um, is a former Texas A&M linebacker, Keyshawn Brown. He's from Carver, played at Carver up in Montgomery, was very, very effective. And it sounds like he's been talking to Auburn a lot ever since he entered the transfer portal. This is a report from, I assume it's from Keith. Yeah, Keith Niebuhr at Auburn Undercover. Um, and the big thing here is, 
it sounds like he's very, very interested in Auburn based on their uh, his quotes. Um, he said uh, he hasn't been offered yet, and he was asked about if he was offered. He said, quote, it would mean a lot to me, Brown said. Quote, I'll probably go there if I was to get the offer. I just want to go back to power five. So, there you go. Yeah, 6'1", 225. Um, in high school, he played outside linebacker. He played safety. You know, he he's done some edge stuff. He's done some middle stuff. So, he's versatile. He's been able to move around. He's got size like a lot of our linebackers we have now. We don't mm-hmm. have those incredibly huge, stereotypical 3-4 linebackers. So... Another guy that we talk about it a lot. He's got four years of eligibility remaining. This will be his one free transfer. So in some way, this is better than going in and bringing in bringing in a, a, a highly touted freshman linebacker to start because this guy, it's harder for him to leave. He's got some time playing in the SEC and, and has spent time in the weight room, has spent time in the program. Um, it's interesting that he, he doesn't have an offer yet. And I know that last week, I think it was you and Charlie, or maybe it was you and Justin, talked about the spots that you would want to see Auburn where they would use those last remaining spots. Linebacker was mi- not a guess. Yeah, linebacker was not mentioned by either one of y'all. Uh, this He very much kind of feels like a luxury. It would be nice to have him. I don't necessarily know if we need it. That may be something where they're trying to get him to wait, see if they can use those spots on other players, and if they can't, they'll come back and offer him. And for the folks listening and are like, okay, it's very clear that Auburn wants, or that he wants to go to Auburn. Why is Auburn not offering this guy? Texas A&M, they've done a really good job ever since Jimbo's been there, even before recruiting well. He's probably very talented. Why is Auburn not offering him? The issue right now is that there are more dudes in the transfer portal than there are spots available in Power 5 football. As far as how many guys you can bring in. And that number secret. They're not going to ever put that number out there. That's, you know, Auburn and you know all the individual schools reporting to the NCAA because you don't want those uh, other schools kind of, you know, negatively recruiting. Like, oh, so-and-so's only got one or two spots, and they're, you know, they're calling this guy and this guy. So, you know, I can guarantee you a spot. That's why those conversations aren't happening. So, for those wondering, like, okay, well, why does he not have an offer yet? That's why because they are looking at all of their options because they're going to have options. All the schools are. All the schools that they're, where their classes are not currently full right now, they all have options. And like you said, he may be just a luxury. Not necessarily him, but just the, the whole idea of getting an edge player right now. Is that really what Auburn needs? Because we all went into the offseason and this evolution of the transfer portal thinking, oh my goodness, they finally can get some offensive help. And so far, it's been four defensive players. No offensive tackles, no backup quarterback, no running back. So, it's been interesting. Very, very fun. Very, very interesting to speculate. You got anything else before we move on? From here, it very much feels like Coach Harson has told Derek Mason, build your defense. I'm going to need your defense to be on clicking on all cylinders when this season starts. Get whatever pieces you need. It's going to take me a little bit longer to recruit guys out of high school, offensive linemen especially, to come in. So I want you to have your side of the ball going as the strength of this team as soon as possible. And so he has he's using these spots. He's out there making these offers. Um, 
Obviously, we want to see, we've talked about it, we want to see maybe a wide receiver, maybe a running back, maybe right. a backup quarterback. But in the meantime, looks like the defense is going to be up and firing when we get there. That's okay, and that is okay. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Lindsay, quick question. Can you name a better tasting protein bar than Built Bar? Uh, let me think. Uh, I cannot. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't exist. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet, and there's a ton of different flavors. They always have some, like, limited-time flavors rotating in and out, too, so check out their website periodically. I'm on their email list. I get notified whenever there's a new special edition flavor out. So all kinds of good stuff constantly going on at BuiltBar.com. There's something for everyone. All these Built Bars, uh, they're all high in protein, low in calories. My dogs are barking because they're so excited that I'm doing the Built Bar read low in sugar, and uh, low in net carbs. So head over to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's at BuiltBar.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Lindsay, let's talk a little baseball. Big things happening for the Auburn Tigers. Butch Thompson, they are winning, or they beat uh, they beat the Texas A&M Aggies this weekend. Two games to one. Yeah, game one, five to four. Uh, four big innings out of the bullpen. Joseph Gonzalez and Carson Skipper combined to face uh, 15 batters over tw- over four innings, so three over the minimum. And just, I mean, came up really big. This weekend was was definitely what we needed. And now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are in control of our own destiny. We are tied with Texas A&M in the standings. The first tiebreaker is head-to-head competition we have that beat so as long as we take care of business in Missouri this upcoming weekend we should be going to Hoover and when we get to Hoover we don't have to play Sanford because that didn't work out well last week uh yeah interestingly enough you're right yeah so they're, they're they're tied right now we just need to play Missouri better than Texas A&M plays LSU yes and really we just have to tie them so if they go two and one, we need to go two and one. So the only the only way with which we can win the series and not go to Hoover is if we go two and one, and Texas A&M sweeps LSU. Mm-hmm. So I hate to t- I hate to tell Auburn fans this. You guys got to pull for it for LSU this weekend. LSU's got to win at least one of those games unless we sweep Missouri. So. Is the way the SEC baseball bracket is made, will we play only teams in the West, or is it all mixed up once you get there? It is all mixed up once you get there. There's a, there is overall seating. Uh, there's no no telling who we're going to play when we actually get there, and okay. so it'll be it'll be a tough road. It's a long week when you do that. Oh, you've got to get like a double buy to have a chance. Your pitching runs yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. You just you just don't have enough arms to go because the whole thing is into is in one week. But I, at the very least, I think the big thing for us is going to be getting there. We haven't 
like ever done well in Hoover since Butch, have we? Off the top of my head, we cannot. I'm sure. I can't think of a run that we've done. I can't. I I think we've won one or two games, but I don't think we've ever like had a deep, deep run with Butch Thompson as our coach. Now he's done great in you know the postseason after the SEC tournament, but like as far as like in Hoover, like it just never really seems like we do well. Yeah, it'll be it. It's definitely a. It'll be great to get there. Mm-hmm. We're not. I mean, I don't expect us at all to win it. We just don't have the starting pitching depth, especially if we're still missing. Um, if if for some reason Cody Greenhill and Peyton Glavin still aren't available to go, like they weren't available this weekend, yeah, which is just another thing to talk about. You know, this this bullpen coming through and winning two out of these three games without those two guys. You know, not having not not having Peyton Glavin, not having Cody Greenhill, and still going out there and just shutting it down, uh, getting the win. Very impressive, especially today. That was a very impressive game today. Trace Bright, Joseph Gonzalez, Carson Skipper. Only gave up two earned runs. Now there's a lot more runs on the board, but only two were earned. Yeah, little little sloppy weekend of baseball in um in Auburn, Alabama. I'm amazed that the game that we lost, there were like we hit six homers. That's crazy, and we lost. Yeah, yeah and if I if I remember right, and I threw it out in the Discord, I had dinner reservations with my in laws. Uh, that that game took that game took over four hours. I was not expecting that, so I ended up catching the end of the game over my wife's shoulder at a restaurant. But I believe five of those home runs were solo shots. This is the most homers we've hit in a game in eleven years, and yet we still lost. It's just that doesn't usually happen, and that's kind of no. emblematic of the fluky season we've had. Uh, Short King uh, Ryan Bliss had an uncharacteristic <laughs> error that allowed a couple runs to score. Just weird fluky game. But all in all, we did win the series, and that's what mattered. Yeah. No, that's all that matters. Absolutely, man. Uh, you got any more notes, baseball notes, before we wrap this up? Just excited that uh, that we control our own destiny, man. Yeah. You know, listen, I'm going to be pulling for the Auburn Tigers and the LSU Tigers this weekend. Just for a weekend. I think. Just for okay. a weekend. And the good thing is Auburn plays Thursday, Friday, Saturday. A&M plays Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we can actually oh. know before the weekend ends. If we handle our business, we know that we're good to go. Lindsey Crosby, where can people find you, buddy? I am at Auburn Banker at all the socials and in the Discord. I'm on the Twitter machine at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Tune in to tomorrow's show. We have a massive, massive announcement. So stay tuned for that for a Charlie Tuesday. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.